Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. Our mission is to bring bite-sized nuggets of information to be digested as you please. Take a quick bite or stay for the whole party. Pleasure being the main component of our mission. We will also bring other humans into our space to share their magical brew with us all. Love, service, and wisdom is what we are bringing to the table. Join us in our magical kitchen, where what is being served is for your highest good. We recently had the opportunity to attend a Celebrate Your Life event put on by Mishka Productions and CEO Liz Don, and it was amazing. So we want to take this opportunity to share some of our experiences with you. So without further ado, let's dive in. All right, welcome, right? (laughs) That's a good way to start, huh? Welcome, welcome. What do we have in store today? We recently had the pleasure of attending a conference in Scottsdale with the Celebrate Your Your Life conference series and put on by Mishka Productions and had no idea what we were getting into other than we saw this advertisement that came through from a another teacher that we have worked with for quite some time. And I feel like we should go check that out. Mostly that's what you said. And I said, sure. (laughs) Just how a lot of things happen around here. Yep. I think we should do this. And I go, sure. (laughs) So anyway, we went down and and, uh, thought we would share some of of that experience over probably a, a couple of episodes because it was three very full days of of stuff. So the first day of the event, we just random decided to, as we were signing up, they had some pre-conference and post-conference things. And we decided to sign up for the pre-conference because there was a guy there by the name of Barry Goldstein, look him up. He's a genius who was doing some music stuff. And music is something that has at this point started to come back in some different ways for us in in our own with our own medicine um, it's something that you are coming into again, again more so and music's always been in me but i've never known why people in my world have probably gotten tired of yelling at me to quit tapping on things and making rhythms and making noise and it just to them and it's all becoming very clear now. So anyway, we decided to sign up for this pre-conference that we were mostly drawn to because of the sound stuff. So we get there and the two people that were doing it was Barry Goldstein and another lady by the name of Lisa Williams, who turns out as a medium. And I think she's psychic medium, medium, which was interesting, right? That's something that obviously has been a part of your world and you've had some experiences with, but not explored thoroughly as, as, as I understand it. Right. And you have a very good friend who's also a psychic medium who you will see on some of our other videos. That's right. Uh, Donna Hart, who is also a very talented and gifted psychic medium. So we get there. It's like, Oh, interesting. We didn't even realize that we were getting into a psychic medium thing. We thought we were here for a sound thing and it was both. So they are Lisa's also a singer and her and Barry work together to produce vocal 
and acoustic meditations and songs that are just deeper than your your standard entertainment stuff. Barry is is very intuitive at putting together musics that vibrate to create to tap into things in the person that's listening and then Lisa taps into that and adds her vocals which speak to the same parts of you that are listening so it becomes this very magic combination but that wasn't what it was all about they started going into much more deeply the mediumship side of things and we and tapping into our intuition and lo and behold we all have access to these things on some level. Some of us are just more gifted, more natural. Just think of things in your life where that, that have always just been easy for you that you see other people have to work hard at. But if they work hard at it, they can achieve some level of, of success, some level of ability in that, in that area. So I had the opportunity to try out tapping into that intuition and, and mediumship a couple of times over the weekend. But first one was at this, this pre-conference on Friday. And for me, it was very interesting. It was, it was very, I would say it was, it was neat <laughs> to touch on that. Like, oh, I've, I've never even considered that as an option for me because it's not an area that is natural for me and it comes easy. But for you, but before we, we jump over, the but the sound part of it really spoke to me and i had an opportunity to connect with barry and yeah and i plan to work with him here in the future and that part really solidified the path that that we've kind of discussed recently of sound and drumming and vocals becoming a significant part of our practice and what we will offer in our membership and in our courses moving forward. But for me, the sound thing is really what hit home the biggest. And I know it hit home for you too, but I think having you talk about your experience in, in that as far as how that was for you. For me. Yeah. The things that that opened up for you. Yeah. And reignited. Well, having the email sent and getting the hit is there's an action piece that happens when you get these, these intuitive hits, you know, how many times do you get those hits and then don't follow through, you know, and, and learning the mastery of intent is to take action when you get those full body yeses. And that's what it was for me. It was a full body. Yes. That we needed to go and do this. I didn't know why, but I just, I've learned to follow that consistently. When I do do these conferences, it's rare that I will do pre and post conferences, but you know, with seeing Barry's name again, the hit was so strong. I was like, yeah, we, we have to go and do this. And during that, that day, there was many things that were reactivated and, and that's what happens. Some of us have pieces that kind of go dormant that you've had when you're younger or whatever, and they get reactivated when you go into these kind of spaces and hit that vibration again. And, you know, I had visions of my two-year-old sitting underneath the piano, feeling that vibration through my back when my dad played. I had music in my house my entire childhood. He played every single day. And then at six, I started my own piano lessons. We have professional musicians in our families on both sides, paternal and maternal. And so 
and singers and both my kids are musicians. And, you know, there comes this time where you have something in your life for a really long time. And then for some reason it gets shut down. I know what mine are. And, you know, maybe in another video, we'll go, we'll go deeper into that, but I got the hit to go and participate in this, in this specific piece. And it did not only did it reactivate that the musician inside me, which has always been there. It also reminded me of some of my gifts and capabilities that I've been working through and allow them to sink in on a deep, deeper level that, you know, I'm not crazy. These experiences that I have been working through are real, are tangible. And, you know, it's giving me an opportunity to, do I say yes to this? Is this where my medicine is going to take me? Because, you know, when you're on this journey, the more you open yourself up to, the more opportunities come to you. And, and, you know, when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. So really being strong in your intent and the storyline you want to create, it has to be, you have to know. Otherwise, (laughs) when you get to a certain level, it's like, be careful what you wish for because you will manifest it. So make sure you know what you want. So that, that was driven home on the Friday for me. Yeah. And that is, you know, maybe that is kind of the overall theme of of this episode is following that intuition, right? It was, it was that intuition that hit for you, that you brought it to my attention. And then for me, I have made the commitment to myself that when intuition hits, I'll follow. And our experience together, I've learned and accepted that when intuition hits for you, I just say, excellent. Let's see what happens. Because the unknown has become such a friend to me. So, because it's always amazing. And that's the story I create. Stepping into the unknown always creates an amazing new opportunity. And it does for me because that's what I, that's the story I create. That's the story I live by. So, yeah, the kind of overall for this episode is following those intuitive hits. It led us to a place where we, awakened some things inside of both of us, reaffirmed some things for both of us. And probably because of those awakenings, a path that was headed in one way has been given a little shift, Yeah. which however small over the course of many days and years, that diverging path can have a significant difference in where you end up. So being open to those intuitive hits really allows for the universe to provide you the most amazing opportunities. And and like you're saying with the yes and the no, if you say no, then the universe can't help you. And if you say yes, it can, but knowing what that intuition feels like for you, like you talk about green lights and red lights. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, it's an internal, it's a body feeling. Like I feel it inside of me. So that intuition will say, like, oh, this is stand up and pay attention, like the, the goosebumps and the, you know, the other just feelings that uh, the energy feeling that I get. But the one thing I compare it to is because the feeling of love and gratitude and joy all vibrate very similar. And so what helped me find my yes is when I get the feeling that's very similar to experiencing intense gratitude. When somebody has done something, so like think of a time when somebody has done something so amazing for you and what that felt like inside. That is 
that's that intense gratitude, that unconditional love. And that's a similar vibration for me to that. Yes. So when that comes and I'm not consciously like choosing my, my inner state of being, when I'm just being, and it's like, and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I'm, I feel that vibration. That is how I've identified the intuitive hit for me. So yeah. Following that intuition. It is always amazing. And when we arrived there, you know, in the morning, there was sound activations, clearing our chakras and all of that. And then after that was done, we went into some practice of mediumship and calling in loved ones. And I had an incredible experience and it was actually with Grandma Sarita and she came in and we had a conversation and a hello, a hug, the whole thing. And when we were done, you know, my automatic, you know, my patterning has been to gaslight myself and, oh, that doesn't happen. That didn't happen. And then Lisa started talking about roses and there is a specific programming that's happened for me in my apprenticeship. And so I just stared at Lisa going, how did you just bring up roses right now? Like, I can't even, I can't even process that, that this is happening. So there was my confirmation, but that still wasn't enough. I wanted, I wanted to ask her if that was part of her normal speech or whether, you know, it just came up because then that would have been really been the confirmation for me. So as I'm having this conversation in my head, I'm getting palpitations in my heart and, feeling like my chest is going to explode and I'm getting the voice in my head saying, ask her right now, ask her right now, interrupt her and ask her right now in front of everybody. And I was like, no. And I'm fighting with Sarita in my head about interrupting Lisa in the middle of her thing. And I felt like I was being poked with an lightning. Like I started wiggling in my seat. Like there was physical sensations happening in my body and I put in a hard no. And then I negotiated. I will ask her at the break. I promise I will ask her. I will ask her at the break. I'm not doing it right now. And about a couple, not even a couple minutes later, she said, get into partners. We're going to do an exercise. So the second she said, go, my butt was out of my chair and I was up to the stage and asked her, tell me about the roses. Is this something that you always say in your speeches? And she said, no. She says what just comes out. She's, she channels the messages as well. And I said, thank you. Thank you very much. And I was like, holy shit. And then I found a partner and had the information relayed back to me. And the biggest message was, you need to listen to me. So for me, the last two years, this has been happening to me and I keep minimizing. And to not only have it confirmed by Lisa and my partner, there's this deep knowing that kind of sits into your bones when you understand what your mission is on the planet. And part of our goal is to help you figure out what your gifts are. And I believe on that Friday, my path was pretty much go this way and listen to me. All right. I said, yes. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Following that intuition how to get there and then and then let go yeah let go and let it happen trust that it will one thing that i would like to talk about and bring to light is that 
when you're on this journey of awakening and you know trying to live your your greatest life and get your vibration as high as you can it doesn't matter how far along you are on your path whether you're a beginner or expert level or consider yourself a master there's always work to do and so when we go to these things we go with fresh eyes as considering ourselves newbies what can we learn in this space you know you're you're completely wasting your time if you go in full of ego and and whatever so when we go this was a brand new space for us to show up in we've never sat with any of these healers before except for Miguel Jr. so we really wanted to drop in and ask what else is in here what else can these these humans bring up in us that we can clear out and you know like we talked about last episode there there was a space that you know i had a great conversation with my 2-year-old that loved sitting up against that piano and having that love and medicine and vibration coming into my body i can tangibly feel that i can go back into that space and recall that and as practitioners of energy work you understand that yes you can go back into those positive experiences and we can also go back into the negative experiences and extract the medicine that we need out of them and in Seth's case he had a really awesome experience that i'm excited for him to share with you <laughs> yeah before i get into that just to touch on what you're saying it it's not just when we show up to these things like i would love i would love to see the whole like newbie and master and these things just disappear because we just are where we are and showing up with divine loving presence in every moment of your life is what will create your most amazing life that's what will create the the dream of heaven and and not the dream of hell that most people are living in and we'll get into those you know we'll talk about those things more but yeah divine loving presence and that means without any judgment without any preconceptions everybody on this planet every person every situation has something to teach us if we open ourselves to it and don't dismiss it because of ego so like you said we we went to this just open to what they had and so i sat in with emmanuel dagger i hope i didn't get his name wrong i'll correct it in the notes if i did and i went to that one alone and you had, you had gone to a different breakout group and just sat and listened to what he had to say open to what was there for me in this moment and as he went through he's a, a a healer so he did a little bit of guided meditation to get us to kind of drop in and then he said you know so he started stepping us through some visualizations and and he said oh you know find a time where things went great for you and everything was wonderful so you know you find this time and then he says okay find a time where things didn't go well that was you know like a you know very heavy time or a, a dark time or whatever where you felt a lot of anxiety like where you really were were anchored into that anxiety and you know these feelings that you know aren't aren't serving you and so I went back I didn't have to go back very far you know I went back 7 or 8 years I was like oh yeah there's a one time in my whole life that I can remember feeling actual anxiety and I just kind of stopped there but continued to listen and he said it could be it could be recently or it could be from when you were a young adult or a teenager or a young kid and when he said that this thought just popped into my head and I went back to my 5-year-old self and had a realization of a moment in my in my childhood that i had 
not forgotten, but not, I had not given it the weight that my five-year-old gave it. I had categorized it with my adult mind as, oh yeah, it's just a thing that happened and no big deal. So over the last year, six months, I've had a couple of times where I've had some readings and things done and it's come up with uh, some sadness, like there's some sadness in there or something with my mom. And, and I've just like racked my brain and, and been like, man, I, if it's there, it's not conscious. I don't, I'm not walking around feeling sad, but I've just been open to it. I just, I wonder, I wonder what it is and what it is. Well, it'll, it'll show itself so that we can talk about it when it's ready, I guess. So in this thing, without any intention of digging out my, this root problem and, and fixing my inner child, I just, it came to me and I was five years old and I was an avid thumb sucker. I could have gone, certainly I would have been a contender for Olympic gold. Yeah. And I had this blanket that I carried with me everywhere. You know, if it had been dirtier, I could have been Linus from the peanuts cartoon. I dragged this blanket with me everywhere I went. And my parents decided at five years old, I was already far too old to be sucking my thumb. And the key to getting me to stop was disposing of this blanket, but they didn't want to traumatize me. Right. That's also, I don't know that we talked about that part. Like they, their intention was to try to not traumatize me and get me to throw it away. So that it was my idea. Well, that's like a slap fight with a normed man. I mean, adult reasoning with a five-year-old, there's no, like, that's not a fair conversation. That's not a, that's not a balanced playing field. So I, of course, was t- like, yeah, time to throw this thing away. And I, I remember throwing it in the garbage can. And then I remember sometime later, and I don't remember how much longer after that, I was no longer okay with this decision. And I wanted my blanket back and it was traumatizing for me. And I told my mom, I wanted my blanket back. And she told me I couldn't, it was gone. And I understand why they stuck to their, you know, I understand why they did what they did, but that moment in time was far more traumatizing for me than I realized. And in that moment, I had the opportunity to comfort and love that five-year-old and accept him as he was and reassure him that he was going to be okay and that he was loved and that I was there to, to be with him. And then I went along those same lines to a few other times in my life where I had experienced loss and death and didn't have the same relationship with it that I do now. And I visited those too. I was eight years old when one of my best friends from church, his whole family died in a car accident. And I remember that funeral very vividly. It was very traumatizing for me. And I was 14 when my grandpa died and we were close. And that was also very, very challenging for me. Those are the few, the few times I can remember in my life where I just, I couldn't control my emotion for hours at a time. It was you know traumatizing to that level. And all that just because I, I sat in a, in a room open to what was there for me, what was, what was ready to come up and, and to be listening to not just myself, but also the, this young man that was leading this, this class, you know, he definitely has his medicine and yeah, it was, it was very, very powerful for me. And yeah, you just, you never know. You never know when these things are going to come up. And this, this young man was, I mean, he was fairly young and it would have been very easy to be dismissive of, oh, well, how can he know stuff? He's just so young. How, you know, 
how can he even really be here? And, you know, that I could, I could think of a ton of reasons to be dismissive and judge him based off of appearance and age and everything else. And I would have missed out on that opportunity had I not just been open with divine loving presence to that, to that moment. So yeah, that's huge. You just, you never know. Anyway, the third thing that we want to talk about with the uh, Celebrate Your Life event that we had gone to within the last week or so of these of these recordings anyway. And it was an, an interesting thing because I have never, I've really had no experience with mediumship or psychics outside of the standard, like the way that Hollywood will dramatize and, and do what they want with those things. It's not been a part of my world. I was raised in a very religious family and I was raised Mormon and in the Mormon religion, things like tarot cards and mediumship and Ouija boards and things like that are considered demonic and satanic. Like it's devil's work. It's evil. So you stay away from those things because, you know, they're the devil. (laughs) Bobby Boucher. Uh, Anyway. So for me, there's a level of like, there's that piece, like that, that deep seated belief that was tried to be given to me that I adopted for, obviously for some time, I I took that on and, and allowed that to be a belief that I carried. So one of the presenters, so we ended up in that for, like we talked about on a previous episode, we ended up in a mediumship presentation more by accident. We thought it was more about sound. But we had already purposefully chose because we had to pre-select all of our speakers, yeah, all the speakers we were going to see. So we had purposefully chose, I had purposely chose to accompany you on this one to a gal by the name of Sunny Dawn, who is a psychic medium. Sunny Dawn Johnson. Sunny Dawn Johnson, just to explore it. She is a medium, but I believe the class was actually about connecting with your angels. (laughs) So I don't know that I even knew she was a medium. I knew she was talking about connecting with your angels. Mm -hmm. So again, I was like, okay, let's go find out. This isn't something that I'm necessarily aware how to do consciously. I have been accessing angels, I guess, because I've not, I guess I have been, but I don't know that it was the same way that what she has talked about. So I thought it'd be great to learn more about it. I am able to tap into the Archangel Michael for strength and, and for helping and calling him in for other people when they need help. So, but I never knew how I did it. So much of what I do has been, it just happens one day and then I run with it. And I never have had much formal education, as formal as education is <laughs> in this, uh, this arena. I've never had somebody with a lot of experience say, oh, here are some steps to. Mm-hmm get there. Here's what it feels like. Like for me, it's just been a, Oh, well, there's a stumble into this. And and sometimes I, I hit my face and sometimes I don't. So we sat down with her to learn about connecting with our angels. And it was, that is a continuation in the, in the idea of vibration from connecting with the loved ones that have spirit that have passed on from the planet. So our loved ones or whoever, there's, you know, the where 
we are down here is how she explained it. And then the next level up is our loved ones in, in vibration, those, those spirits that have passed from the planet. And then above that is the angels. So it's a matter of vibration. So if you're able to access angels and angel vibration, you're already passing through that vibration. So accessing spirit and loved ones is same idea. So she led us through a guided mediumship thing, similar, but different to, you know, similar to what we'd done on, on day one of the conference with Lisa, but it was, it was different. She was very specific when we did it with Lisa. She had said purposefully don't yeah. Well, with Lisa, she had said, okay, cause we were practicing. She knew none of us were there as like psychic mediums. So she was like, okay, tell them a name and a, and a relation for that one. Although it is not how it worked out for you and, and the gal that you did it with, because there was so much information for you, like we talked about on a previous episode. But in this one, she was like, okay, we're going to call in a loved one. So kind of think of, you know, maybe think of somebody, but we weren't telling anybody. This wasn't a, I'm going to read you, which is what Lisa had done. It was like, okay, read the person across from you. This was just for us to connect. So I thought, you know what? I would. I think probably why it had come in was this was after the, the the experience I talked about on a previous episode with my my inner child work, and I had gone through that timeline to where my and also done healing on two or three of three of my inner children like that timeline where I was at my grandfather's funeral. So I think that probably is why he think, was yeah. kind of fresh in my mind. And so I was like, well, never done this, like, but I'm open to trying whatever. I mean, worst case, I sit here and open up and nothing happens and that's okay too. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to lean into my, my grandpa as where I'm going to put my attention. And as we were sitting there and she's explaining the, the steps, what she wants us to do and we're, we're doing it. And the next thing I know, I feel this, this energy come in off to my right side. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's my grandpa. And employing some things that I had already learned from Lisa the, the day or so before, I, I reached out with my intent and grabbed on and, and pulled that in to, to keep it close, to, to make that connection. And I had this feeling like, this is, this is so much, like, this is cool. Like, I'm sure my grandpa's right here with me. And then she said, what are they, what are they sharing with you? I believe she had, had guided that, prompted that. And the next thing I know, I heard. What were the exact words? Now I'm, you're you're, yeah, you're, you're stronger than I ever was. And you got this and I'm not even sure exactly to what he was alluding as far as you got this, but I imagine just in general, like keep, keep going. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. I have it going for me. So that was very, another very powerful moment for me in this, in this very brief amount of time that we were, were at this event where now. I am effectively no. Now I know that I have the ability to reach across the veil and interact with loved ones. If that's something that is calling to me to do it, then interact with angels. And you know, that's amazing. That's an amazing awareness to have. I would have never thought ever in my lifetime that I would say, oh yeah, I can, I can contact the you know loved ones from beyond and do these things. It's like, you know, 
I know I have other very special gifts that are not easy for other people that have been far easier for me to lean into and embody. And now I'm, I'm seeing that I can do this also. If, you know, if I, if I'm willing to put some effort into it and while we were, while I'm in there, it came into my mind that your auntie Marilyn, who I know has passed, I was like, my thought was, I wonder if she called in her auntie Marilyn. But then I was like, and now there was this energy over here. I was like, is that, is that empty, Marilyn? Like, and then I'd get into the whole, like, well, am I just like, I, I thought it. So am I just, am I just making that up? Like, all right, well that I don't need to give that too much of my attention because the experience that I had with my, with my grandpa and his energy was enough to, to break through that for me enough for it to be like, that was awesome. Like I just, I felt it and I didn't even without any idea of what to feel. I'm like, how could I, I can't really fabricate this thing because I didn't know what to feel. I wasn't trying to feel anything. It just happens. So, and then as I finished, I don't know if I asked you or if we just started talking about it later, but. Well, I, I said, well, and, and that's exactly what happened. I pulled in Auntie Marilyn on my side. She was my spiritual mama, very, very connected with her. And it was wonderful that she came through. I've connected with her a lot. And I actually assisted her crossing over. I had a dream where, and I've written about it, where I actually assisted cutting her cord from this realm into the others. So I have done a lot of this work before and put it on the shelf because I needed to do more digging and I needed to clear more out before I would allow that to open up again. And she came through this time in that session with Sandy Don Johnson, and we were sitting facing each other, holding hands. So I had Seth's hands Mm -hmm. when we were in our channel, when we were doing the guided part and softly schooled me in a joking way. Seth is going to Teotihuacan in December for a breathwork facilitator course that he's in, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going, and they've been asked to bring a drum. Well, drumming is a big part of my medicine, and I have four drums. And just before Auntie Marilyn crossed, she gifted me her drum and said, you know, you, you understand what this medicine is. I want you to carry this medicine forward. And so for me, in my grief, I, you know, put it on the wall as a memento of her, as a power object of her. I I pull her energy in with this drum. I don't use it. And, you know, when Seth was saying, you know, I need to take a drum to Teo. And I was like, oh, yeah, we've got lots of drums. You can take one, but you can't take Auntie Marilyn's. (sighs) And then in this session, she not only came through and hugged, loved, and, you know, had that connection. You have an amazing human. I'm so happy that you guys together and absolutely use the drum. There was this push. Music is medicine. Use the drum. Yes. So there was a release there in in my grief into more of celebration. Use it in celebration of her. It calls her energy in. My channel opens more when I can think about her and bring her in. When we bring our ancestors in, our connection is even stronger. And so, but what happened for me, instead of, because she, at one point, Sunny had said, you know, look down and see you holding your loved one's hands. That's not what happened for me. What happened for me was she came in, merged with me, and we were blasting energy through my hands into Seth as she was telling me, 
what an amazing human he is and that she's so happy that we're together. We were both sending, I could feel her completely merged with me, that, that channeled space. That is the first time in my journey that that has happened to that degree. And I know that I allowed her to do that because of the love and the trust that we had in this realm before she crossed. So, and then when I opened my eyes and, you know, experienced how much emotion Seth was going through. And then when he told me what happened, he's like, oh, I thought I felt Auntie Marilyn. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, you did. So that was his confirmation because, you know, as he had said, he was, you know, minimizing and, you know, maybe not to the point of gaslighting, but, oh, I don't know if that happened. Was that real? That questioning when it absolutely was. That was the experience I was having. So. Yeah. That was, that was part of it too, is it was, it was a very emotionally charged space for, for many of us in that room, which is another good indicator that you are connecting with source. Source is such a powerful, unconditional love that when you're not accustomed to being in its presence, because we've put up so many blockades there, when we do pull back the curtain and, and we're just with very little between us and that, and that love, it blows you up. It's this overwhelm <laughs> of, of just the feeling, just yeah. the emotion. And it's not good or bad. The tears aren't sadness or, or joy even necessarily. It's just the cup runneth over and it oftentimes runs right out your eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I call these the release valves. Yeah. You know, it, when our, when we are infused with so much energy and if your soul basket is really dense and can't house all the energy, you leak, Yeah, you know, ugly snot cry, you know, snot and tears and, you know, it happens. Right. But that's an excellent indicator that you are connecting, that you are pulling the veil back, if even for a little bit. If you're having that intense emotion, it's the real deal. And as you do it more and spend more time present with the truth of who you are and that connection, it happens less and less maybe, yeah. which is okay too, because it's not this like this, this smack of, of like euphoria, it becomes your everyday. It's your new normal. Yeah. Getting so. accustomed to your new normal and housing and holding that amount of energy all the time. That's what we're trying to move towards is to be able to house that amount of energy all the time. That is the new normal. Increasing your personal power. Exactly. And yeah, there is no normal. So I guess we could also let go of that word. Yeah. <laughs> Depending where you are at in what your is, journey. What is normal for you is right where you're at. I went and yeah. supported Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., who is one of my teachers. Yes, and mine as well. Yes, and we've been to Teo with them several times, Teotihuacan, the pyramids in, in Mexico, where their lineage is born. And as always, he was amazing. And in one of the earlier episodes, I talked about that Grandma Sarita came in for me, and this is his grandmother. And he learned an apprentice through her and was one of her main translators because she spoke Spanish. And so, you know, obviously as family, and he lived with her as well. So, you know, there's a very deep family connection there. And 
the girl that I was partnered with when she came in that first day was also in this workshop and came up to me afterwards and said, I need to talk to you. And apparently, Sarita was, I don't want to say hounding, I don't know what the right word would be, but was very present in her space. The lady was sitting and there was, there was women around her that were on their phones and they weren't paying attention to Miguel Sr. or Jr. And Sarita was, was getting very agitated and, and saying that they all needed to listen to her. Everybody needed to listen to her. Listen to, to her son. To the point listen, where listen this lady grandson. grabbed her hat and was like, hiding from Sarita because she wouldn't stop. Yeah. The presence of family that was there this weekend was incredible and tangible. But to listen to Junior speak is always is always amazing. Yeah. His his message of mastery of self yes. is important because the game we're here to play is an internal game. It is. And the message that he brings is about turning inward. And, and as we master self, everything around us falls into place. We don't have to fix anybody else. There's nothing to fix to begin with. There's just awareness to be had and a mastery of that awareness. And yeah, every time he does, yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent message. Mm-hmm. And, it and was he the- has a number of books and, and they're all worth a read. That's exactly what I was just going to say. He was there actually promoting his brand new book, The Mastery of Life. And it actually was birthed a year ago. But because of our world's situation, he just now, this was his very first live gathering speech about his new book. And it was an honor and privilege to be able to hold space for him and be there and support him with his first presentation of the book. So. Yay. It was great. Yeah. And just again, more just stellar presenters that they brought together for the Celebrate Your Life event. It has and will continue to make an impact. No, there's a reason why it's been running for 27 years. Yeah. Yep. It's touched a lot of lives and it it certainly didn't disappoint while we were there. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a ratings and review. Hey, did you know that both Angel and Seth have books coming out in 2023? Stay tuned and follow us on all social media platforms at Bites of Light, B-Y-T-E-S-O-F-L-I-G-H-T. Thanks again, and we look forward to sharing space with you again soon. Mm-hmm.